The Chassid Rebbe Avram Lando, the Rav of Jambin, known as Rav Remke Jebener, many of the stories we will be relating about him were told by Rebbe Shmuel Groinam, the Mashpian Lubavitch, which was Rebbe Avram's Talmud Muvak. So Rebbe Shmuel Groinam related that Rebbe Avram was a wealthy businessman and he had a whole business of uh, shipping wood from Russia to Germany. Once he sent a big shipment, it was worth 60,000 rubles from Russia to Germany, and all of it sank in the sea. And he lost all of his fortune, and he became a big balchoiv. He owed a lot of money. And that very much disturbed him to be able to focus during the learning until he decided that in order that, the, the, in order that those thoughts should stop to bother him, he set a specific time to think about it. And that's what he did. He closed his uh, Gemara, he closed his Sefer, and he set aside a time to think about all of his Chavis. So and when, he, and when he finished thinking about all his Chavis, he said to himself, no, I don't have any more money because I sold my house and also the little bit of merchandise that I had, they also sold. So I have nothing else to think about. So I'm done. That's when he opened up the Sefer and returned to learning without being bothered by the thoughts. So once the people of Jambin asked the Rebbe Maharaj that he should send them a Rav. This was right after Rebbe Avram lost all of his fortune. So that's when the Rebbe Maharaj sent him to be the Rav of Jambin. You could understand that the salary of Rebbe Avram as a Rav was not very big. And besides for that, he also had his own mother uh, living by him. And his mother was used to eating very fancy foods because he used to be wealthy once upon a time. So now Rebbe Avram had a halachic shayla. Is he allowed to spend extra money to feed his mother those uh, fancy foods that she's used to eating? But that extra money he's going to use for that is money that he could have used to pay back people that he owes money to. A person is commanded to honor his mother, keep with aim from his own money, but not from other people's money. And uh, Takehi's maskana was that Apitaira is not allowed to do that. And um, for the rest of his life, he took away from his salary to pay back his debts, even though a bunch of the Balabatim who he owed money to told him that they are moichel all the debts. He told them that you are saying that you are moichel me all the debt. That's because you know that I don't have any money to give you. But if you would find out that I do have money, then you would not be moichel the debts. Rebavram related that in the week before his chasana, he told his parents that he wants to be alone. And he asked them that he should not speak to him. That's how it was throughout the whole entire week. The chasson was alone by himself. However, a few moments before the chasana, his father walked into his room and he said to him, Avremke, you see that we fulfilled our part. We stayed away from talking to you this whole week. Now I have just one request. Here is a comb and comb your payas. So Avremke took the Sefer Azayar and he opened it up and he showed his father what it says in Sefer Azayar, that when a person is mesalsal besa'ara, he makes his hair nice. Then he, he's Yoinek from the Sitra Achra. And another time, Rabbi Avram related that once I was by the Tzemach Tzedek, together with a few other Chsidim. And amongst the, the things that they were speaking about, the Chsidim said about a certain person that he is an Apikiris. So the Tzemach Tzedek said he's not an Apikiris. But in Inyone Emuna, even a small Chisara and even a Chisara in Bamashu could damage. The Chassid Rebbe Avram Jebener was the only Rav in his city. And sometimes they would come to ask him, Shilas, in the middle of davening, Anim Kippur. So Avramke said, 
that the questions are not really disturb me from the davening because they're asking me about halacha. Halacha is ratzon alien, so it's not really a disturbance from davening. But when the chazan starts to nourish machen zich to to go on and on, that confuses my davening. The following story, Avramke Jebener did not want to relate, and only one time he related it to Reb Grenam. And he said that Rav Kodesh Reb Nachmanel Hordaker said, "With what can I come to you? Only with Krishna Shalomita." And the beer that uh, Reb Grenam gave was that the reason is because anything else, it's possible that he did it with pneus, with other motives. The only thing that it's not possible that was done with other motives is Krishna Shalomita. At another time, Reb Grenam related, once Reb Avremke said, "Twice in my life I cried." first time I cried was after I lost all of my fortune. And the Rebbe Maharash told me that I should become a Rav in Jambin. I was crying because I had to become a Rav. The second time I cried was after my brother passed away, which was a family member of the Rebbe Maharash. Rebbe Grenin once related that when Rebbe Avram came to Jambin to become a Rav, he told the Balabatim that... It's mekubal in the world that the Balabatim test the Rav to see if he's a Ra'oi, to become the Rav of the city. But I don't like that system. I want to test all the people of the city to see if they are Ra'oi, that I should be their Rav. And he made an announcement that he's asking that all the people of the city, young and old, should come to him and have a meeting with him, and he's going to speak to each one of them separately. And then he will decide. So after all the people in the city passed through, the last, last Toishov in the city went in. A poor younger man, who his parnosa was from guarding gardens and orchards. And he told Rebbe Avram that he already went through Be'iyun and the Sfarim Lekutatayra and Imre Bino, and he knows them Baalpe. It's just that there are a few things there that he doesn't fully understand yet. And the younger man ended off by saying, I really hope that you become the Rav here, so then I'll be able to ask you my uh, questions in Chsidus. So Rabbi Avram called over the Askonim of the city and they told them, I spoke with all the people of the city and I almost decided that I have nothing to do here and I'm not going to become the Rav. But it's because of that last younger man who spoke to me, I decided to become the Rav here. And Rabbi Gurayim finished the story by saying that I am that uh, younger man. When Rabbi Avram came to Jambin, Rabbi Shmuel Gurayim went into him and he told him that Rizayde was one of the Chassidim of the Mithal Rabbi. And once he went into Yechidus, and the middle Rebbe told him, when we say, we need to sigh. So Rebbe Vremke told him, if I would come to Jambin just to hear this vart, that would be worth it. That would be good enough. Rebbe Avram had a minute to send every year after Pesach a short imra, a short uh, saying, a short pisgam to the Goyen, Reb Shmuel Ber Borisover, the famous Chassid. And he will call over one of the wagon drivers who would travel to Borisov, and he would tell them a line. They should deliver that line to Reb Shmuel Ber Borisover. So one year, he sent him the following line. Chometz bepesach bemashehu. Emuna bemashehu. When Reb Shmuel Ber Borisover received that vart, he said, now we could explain this vart for a whole entire year. After the Rebbe Marash was installed at Gimel Tishrei, Tafresh Mem Gimel, the Chassidim had a little bit of a doubt. 
that uh, town in Jambin, whether they should go to Lubavitch. At the Elul Tafresh Memdalad, I went in to Reb Avraham, says Reb Shmuel Gremer. Shmuel Gremer is relating the story. He says, I went into Reb Avraham together with my friend, the Mashpia, Reb Moshe, the Choyzer from Jambin, which was a Choyzer in Lubavitch. And it was also a Tamil of, of, uh, of Avramke Jabiner. Both of us were Malamdim in Jambin. And each year, in the end of the Zman, in the middle of Chodesh Elul, we will travel together to the Rebbe Marash. But now the Rebbe Marash was in Stalik, and both the Rebbe Rashab and the Razov refused to accept the Nesiyas, so we were wondering whether we should go to Lubavitch. But Rebbe Avram told us confidently that we should continue to travel, just like every year. And he said, this uh, solution of just giving some money to Tzedakah, that doesn't help. Imagine a person who will go on Shabbos and will find a wallet with money, and he will say to himself that even though there is an Easter to carry the wallet, He's going to take the wallet in order to give it to Tzedakah. Obviously, it's Osir. So Rabbi Avram added, and he said that he also wants to travel. But since he's old and weak, he's not able to travel. Rabbi Gredim once related that Rabbi Avram had many Hidurim and Chumris. For example, he had a minute to learn every day Masachas Kala before the Seuda. So the Seuda every day would be counted as a Seuda's Mitzvah. On Shabbos, he was very much makpid not to look out the window at all. That way, you shouldn't see somebody who is uh, driving. And even though all the Yidin in the city were Shemir Shabbos, Avram was afraid maybe he will see a guy who is traveling on Shabbos. And he said that even seeing a guy traveling on Shabbos, that is a chilul of, of the Gdusha of Shabbos because seeing it makes up gam in the nefesh. Another thing was that Avram used to eat on the first night of Pesach, Shmura Matzah. And the rest of the Pesach, he would eat regular Matzah. Not Shmura Matzah, but uh, round in Avedos Yad, handmade. And when a few people in the city uh, started to be mehader and to eat Shmura Matzah the, all the days of Pesach, so they were afraid, maybe this will be counted as a yuhara, to be machmirin, something that even the Rav is not machmirin. So they went over to the Rav and they asked, how much Shmura Matzah should we bake this year for the Rav? And they were basically trying to hint to the Rav that, you know, do you want also to get Shmura Matzah for the whole Pesach, hoping that he will say yes, so that way they will also be able to be Mahadar like that. But he answered them that, uh, no, throughout the whole Pesach, I just eat regular Matzah. And this went on for a few years. One year, they hinted to the Rav that it's died, it's that it should be more Mahadar, and to start eating Shmura Matzah all the days of Pesach. So Rabbi Avram stroked his beard and he said, hmm, Avramke wants to start being Mahadar this year and to eat Shmura Matzah the whole Pesach. This means that Avramke changed and became on a higher level. So again, he looked in his beard and he said, no, no, Avramke still did not become on a higher level and he could still eat regular Matzah the whole Pesach. In other words, even though it was a big Machmer and a Mahadar, he only took upon himself Hidurim and Chumras, which fit his level Baruch Nis. Shmogarim once related that Rabbi Avram passed away on Cholamayit Sukkos. Before that, on Erev Yom Kippur, the doctor told him that this year he's not allowed to fast on Yom Kippur. So when I entered his room on Erev Yom Kippur to visit him, he told me, the doctor told me that I'm not allowed to fast on Yom Kippur. So let's say that as a doctor, he understands my sickness, but does he understand what's Yom Kippur? Does he feel the importance of Yom Kippur? However, you, Shmuel, you understand and feel what's Yom Kippur, and you also understand my sickness. So therefore, I'm asking you, do you think that I should fast this Yom Kippur? So I answered him, it is known that the Mizritchim Magadim himself did not fast for 13 years on Yom Kippur. And also, even if you would not fast on Yom Kippur, 
you will fulfill the Ebishter's will. Because it's the same Torah that tells you to fast on Yom Kippur that tells that a sick person should not fast. Eventually, Rabbi Avram accepted it and he did not fast on Yom Kippur. And he even said that he thinks that this came to him as a punishment for the fact that when he was a Rav, he was usually machmer whenever he came to Shilas about fasting on Yom Kippur. And therefore, he's accepting upon himself that if the Ebishter will help him and he'll be zeichet to recover from his sickness, he will not be machmer anymore on Shilas on fasting on Yom Kippur. However, he did actually pass away a few days later. The first day of Sukkot, Rabbi Avram asked that he should take him to the Sukkah. And he took him to the Sukkah lying in bed. Also in Chalamayr, he asked that he should take him to the Sukkah. And that's what he did. And when he felt that his time is close, he's about to pass away, he told me, says Rabbi Shmuel, that I wanted to continue until after Simchas Torah in order to end all the days of the Yom Tov. But Baruch Hashem, at least, I managed to bench on the Esraig into the Mekayah Mitzvah Sukkah. When the Wukala Rabbi Avram Jebener to the Torah for Aliyah, he had to go from his place by the Mizrach in the front of the shul all the way to the Bima. And since it was hard for him to see how everybody get up from their places in his honor, he would cover his face with a talus. However, when he came to an old age, he wouldn't cover his face with a talus anymore. And he would say, now it doesn't disturb me anymore that they are getting up from me. Because that's what it says in the Torah, Mipnei Seva Tokum. So they're being Mekayva Mitzvah Sasemidei to get up for an old person. Shmuel Graham once related that Rabbi Avram Jebener said that the Ganeiden that he wishes for himself is to understand in Likuta Torah all the Agoyes with all the Kleine Oisiyes. We'll end off with Amigin from the Chsidim of the Rebbe Maharash. Thank you.